Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to The Great Unraveling. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots, and today is Monday, July 18th in the year 2022. Just to set the conditions for tonight, I thought you'd enjoy this little intro headline. Swedish LGBT writer demands mosques welcome and include homosexuals. Yeah, good luck with that. Why don't you check with ISIS and see how that was handled. I think they went hanging off of the edge of a building on a rope, if I'm not mistaken. But I think they called that inclusion. But anyway, Patriots, before we begin tonight, MyPillow.com. That's the place to get your best sleep products. And there's all sorts of amazing products and amazing sales right now. You want to check out the flash sale for the MyPillow Classic. It's 1988, one of the best pillows you'll ever own. And, of course, it's coming from one of the best companies you'll ever have in the United States with a Patriot CEO that's fighting like crazy to make sure that we can reset back to 2020, which would be incredible. There's also great savings right now on sheets. There's a per, per call sheets, which are just fantastic. $39.98 for a full set with your promo code. And what is your promo code? Bards, B-A-R-D-S. And then, of course, there's all sorts of other great products for the home and your bedroom and your bath, all on MyPillow.com. So head on over to MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. Your promo code is Bards. You can't possibly live without that promo code. And I don't think you can live without MyPillow stuff once you've had it either. I know I can't. Every time I'd like, well, maybe I should, oh, no way. That just provides the best sleep you could ever imagine, and sleep is critical. And it's something we all have to really value, and those products that help us get a better night's sleep is exactly what we want. So head on over to MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. Use your promo code Bards, and you will not be disappointed. All right, Patriots. So I'm going to start tonight with a short piece, which is about three minutes, 41 seconds. I played it earlier today on the Bended Knee program, but I, I want I think this is one of the best summations of the Great Reset and where we are before we start digging into really what should be called the Great Unraveling. Welcome to the Great Reset or what I like to call the Great Re-Shit. That's where they take some old shit, dust it off, and repurpose it as new shit. Now, you may have heard of the Great Reset by one of its more familiar names, like Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, the Fourth Industrial Revolution, or my personal favorite, the New World Order. And don't be fooled by the term reset, because they don't plan on resetting anything. A reset is when your Super Mario game glitches, so you take out the cartridge, you blow in it, you stick it back in, and boom, up pops Mario again. This is kind of like that except when you turn the game back on instead of Mario on your screen it's Bowser coming out of the TV to murder your grandma we're talking about the complete transformation of humanity into a godless transhumanist nightmare from Orwellian hell I want to direct your attention to the World Economic Forum who created this demonic plan and more specifically to their chief 
Klaus Schwab. Now, Mr. Schwab likes to throw around a lot of buzzwords to convince the masses that this agenda is for the betterment of humanity. Words like sustainability and inclusivity and equality for all. But in his 2016 book, The Fourth Industrial Revolution, He's a lot more candid about the elitist plan for world domination. Let's skim through some excerpts from this literary masterpiece, shall we? The tools of the Fourth Industrial Revolution enable new forms of surveillance and other means of control that run counter to healthy open societies. Oh, well, that sounds helpful. Public crime is likely to decrease due to the convergence of sensors, cameras, AI, and facial recognition software. These technologies can intrude into the hitherto private space of our minds reading our thoughts and influencing our behavior. Sounds a lot like mind control, but that's a conspiracy, so it can't be. As capabilities in this area improve, the temptation for law enforcement agencies and courts to use techniques to determine the likelihood of criminal activity, assess guilt, or even possibly retrieve memories directly from people's brains will increase. Even crossing a national border might one day involve a detailed brain scan to assess an individual's security risk. And last, but definitely not least, the future will challenge our understanding of what it means to be human from both a biological and a social standpoint. Better call up Sarah Connor. Now, unless you've been microdosing sedatives for the past eight months, I'm sure you've realized by now that the CV-19 pandemic was manufactured to kickstart this agenda. And if you haven't noticed, congratulations. There's a very good chance that you'll escape vaporization. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. But the invisible boogeyman narrative won't hold up forever, and the WEF is well aware of that. That's why they have a backup crisis to carry the agenda home. What crisis would that be? That's right, you guessed it, our good old friend, global warming. For those of you who don't know, global warming is a manufactured crisis created by the Club of Rome, a crisis think tank created in 1968 in order to convince the masses to agree to their own demise. So be prepared to hear about all the sacrifices you're gonna have to make in order to save the planet. Sacrifices like giving up your property rights, being forced into smart cities, and being injected with nanotechnology so they can track you down for thought crimes. Now why anyone in their right mind would think it's a good idea to to give the very elitists who destroyed the planet more power to now save the planet is beyond me, but hey, we're talking about the same species who eats Tide Pods and thinks polyester can protect you from a virus. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it right there. Sums up the last part, which is the land of the idiots. Patriots, the biggest challenge we have going forward here is going to be keeping at bay where the enemy and who the enemy really is, which is unfortunately our own. As much as there is a, this Russia, Russia, Russia narrative still going, and there is the reality of both Russia and China supporting actions such as LGBTQ movements to completely invert and break the United States. The fact of the matter is that the real enemy has been and continues to be resting within our borders and the borders that in these borders it has been exploiting the rest of the world one only has to look no farther than the train system in our country which is a critical issue right now and it's not because it's having squeezes of covid it's because blackstone blackrock vanguard its owners are ripping out any excess they're putting they're putting labor under extreme stress in spite of the fact that train operators actually operate at about a six-figure salary with a beautiful pension, 
one of the most prestigious jobs you can get in the country, literally. They are now quitting voluntarily because the work stresses are so extreme. The infrastructure investment is going down because these companies are wanting to extract every bit of wealth possible. We suffer from one of the most deadly diseases any society can ever suffer from. And frankly, societies that suffer from it never recover. And it's greed. Because under greed, people will try to find and milk out every single dime for themselves while proclaiming to be whatever they are. Pro-American, I love the country, I love the opportunities. It's all BS. We have a problem of our moral bankruptcy in this nation, and we are going to witness a great unraveling and are in the midst of it because of our own doing. So as much as there is a legitimate war by our enemies who see this as an opportunity to crush what the Middle East refers to as the great Satan, which I'm not sure they're so far off mark. We as the people can't sit back and simply continue to meander along and think that everything's okay. The only way we're going to save this nation is us taking responsibility in charge and starting to make legitimate changes in the way we do business. That means doing everything we can, obviously, to avoid participating in these big corporate Ponzi schemes. I mean, take a listen to this little piece here of just what is normal for Congress. Folks, Nancy Pelosi's back at it again. People like to say, you want to know what the best stocks are to buy? Just look at what Congress is buying. And here's what Nancy Pelosi is up to. Folks, just hours after expressing her support for a bill called the CHIPS bill, which will provide $52 billion in manufacturing grants and investment tax credits and up to another $200 billion to boost a scientific and tech innovation, which in my opinion is basically just a big old stimmy check for a American chip companies funding their research and development. Just hours after this, guess what Nancy Pelosi did? She disclosed that she dumped about $2 million of Visa stock and basically used that to help her fund the purchases of over $3 million of NVIDIA shares, which is an American chip company. Democrats call this bipartisan. Mitch McConnell calls this partisan. And most Americans call this insider trading. And here's the deal. We talk a lot about breaking away from the corporate infrastructure. Well, we haven't talked a lot about it. And I'm going to be putting a lot of discussions to this over the coming weeks is stop participating in the Wall Street Ponzi scheme. People have got their 401ks tied to that. You've been pushed to try to invest everything in 401ks. If you don't know much about 401ks or you're now discovering because you want to move your money, what are you going to discover? You don't have much control over that money. And that was done by design. And the problem is you're feeding the beast. So right now, as people are going around saying, well, you know, this I got to do this or that, but I got to take advantage of a new investment thing. The principal issue that our country is going to have to face is that as we have continued to feed the beast through our own dollars and Wall Street is the engine. We are not going to be we are not going to be protected from the fall of this system as a nation. Nations shall be judged. And this is literally where we have to get back to the fundamental ideas of what we are doing as a country. We talk a lot about the gifts and talents. We talk about using our skills to move things forward. We are not trying to participate in a corporate welfare program that ultimately seizes the majority of control over finances and exploits the world. That has to end. And this is something that can only end if we put our foot down. I mean, take a listen to this piece here on housing. 
and the housing game is is just as bad. And the problem is people are flooding to this because they're desperate to try to make some money. This is not a time to be looking at how to profit. This is a time of looking at how to preserve wealth and how to start pivoting away from these profiting, exploiting machines. Inflation's going up. Interest rates are going up. So housing's going to come down, right? Not exactly. So a lot of you have been hearing about these investors who've been buying up all this housing property. Well, I'm going to tell you what's going on from their side of it and why housing is not going to go down in prices. Oh, and by the way, one of the big people pushing it is billionaire Bezos. A company he's funding is buying houses all across America. And here's how they're selling it to investors. For as low as $100, you can get into the game. And just like you buy a piece of Bitcoin, you're buying a piece of property. And yeah, they're betting on selling it in the next five to seven years. So all these billionaire funded investment companies are playing up the housing market. Now I went around and played with it and saw what happens if you sign up for this. Well, here comes the twist. By attaching your bank account for this investment, they get access to all your banking information associated with your account. Yeah, you heard me. Your deposits, your withdrawals, your transactions, all that beautiful data. So folks, don't expect much to change in the housing market. And for the investors being part of this, be careful. They're going to know everything about you. The system that has been structured for us to, quote, profit from and be free from the energy dependence is a complete scam. Take a listen to this. Solar panels subsidized by California. This is a headline out of Zero Hedge today. Solar panels subsidized by California are winding up in landfills, contaminating groundwater with toxic metals. And so I'll read the first part of this paragraph or this article. Oh, the irony. California's massive push for adaptation of solar over the last several decades in order to ascertain more, quote, clean energy is now becoming a problem for landfills. After 1.3 million solar installs later, the first push of panels are reaching the end of their typical 25 to 30 year life cycle, according to Yahoo. And now there is now and now for the coda to the to the clean energy story. Many of the panels are winding up in landfills where in some cases they could potentially contaminate groundwater with toxic heavy metals such as lead, selenium and cadmium, the report says. One expert told the Yahoo that only one in 10 panels are actually recycled. The rest are contributing to truckloads of waste, some of which is contaminated, according to the report. You don't, once the solar panel's done, they don't have much use for it, even in recycling. They, don't even, they can't even recycle much of it. This is, this is the green agenda. This is this garbage. And the problem is the green agenda has this front end of people being very much zealots about transitioning to green. But on the back end, you have to look at the investor class. And the investor class is not limited to those that sit in Wall Street. The investor class is the dude that sits at his house and he's moving his money around, trying to maximize profit every day. They are as much a problem as anybody in this game. And the investor class doesn't care about the consequences. They only care about the short-term benefit so they can continue to watch their income stream flow each month and not have to take on a regular job. I've got news for you. Being an investor is not a regular job. You're just part of the machine that is causing the entire problem. And it's really important. If, if this hits home with you, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm highly critical of this whole development of the investor class. 
because the investor class is all about exploiting others for your benefit. If you take a look at how the stock market works, the whole principle is that you're raking profits off of a company at the expense of who? Always the employees. Because at one point or another, investors are going to demand more money and someone has to give and there's only so much profit in a company. So while they'll pay a CEO more, they're not going to give the employees more. They're going to see the employees' benefits or the employees' end-of-year bonus shrunk if certain margins aren't kept because investor class demands. And what has the investor class done to help make that company better? Arguably, little. The entire system was set up to be a Ponzi scheme. And even worse, it was set up to distribute the burden and the exploitation across everybody so that people were exploiting each other and not even realizing it. This is the structure in which we live. And it's getting worse because now you're starting to see, like the housing market we just heard about, they're starting to take advantage of taking away the properties off the market to put them into a rental class, to push more people into higher rents, rents are going to increase 40% as they continue to this year. There has to be a, some reasonableness at the people level where we have to start stop playing the game with Wall Street. It's one thing not to buy product. That's a tangible issue. You don't have to shop at Walmart. You don't have to shop at the Costco's. You can start shopping local and helping small businesses. Some of those products are going to be the same, whether it's at Costco or Walmart, but hopefully you're shopping as much American-made as possible, and you're making an intentional effort not to support the big corporate box stores. That's one action. But the principal action that we have to start coming to grips with is what's the engine behind all of this? And the engine's us. Not only are our taxes being used to be used against us, but we're funding the same monsters that are destroying the economy. When you put your money into your 401ks and you're being putting into the investment of companies, if you look deep enough, you're going to find that the majority of that ownership is going to BlackRock or Vanguard. And they are the ones pulling the strings to engineer the collapse of this society because they're doing everything they can to exploit the wealth and become the masters and kings of this nation. Not presidents, not people you elect in the fall. That's not going to touch these people. In fact, that's what I've said all along is there's not a president that's going to get to office. There's not a politician that's going to hold office that isn't going to have some contact in a direct or indirect way with the money that BlackRock pours in to make sure they run this nation, meaning BlackRock. And that is fueled ultimately by the investment dollars that people in this country put in to make sure that they, BlackRock, continue to be the powers of the universe. That's a truth, and it has to stop. And the only way it's going to stop is if we make that choice to do so. And that means you have to pivot, too. You're going to have to pivot away from the traditional way of thinking of what investment is. It can't be a situation where it's always same thing, same, expecting a different result, and it's not going to happen. That means precious metals. That means putting into tangible assets that you're buying and owning, not leveraging off of credit and debt. That's the pivot that we make as a society. When we do that, we start to pivot the nation in a different direction, and we start to cut out this other class. But until we do that, we're just going to keep hitting rinse and recycle all the way through. There are crises affecting everything right now, and it's all intentional. We have droughts hitting all over California. Some are going to say, well, that's global warming. We know that's garbage. 
We know that a lot of the drought problem that occurred in California isn't directly related to weather. It was related in part last year when they started to dump water out of the reservoirs to save the environment, to put it into the ocean and not let farmers have access to it, or the preventing of farmers from drilling new wells. That's all been happening in California. The result, a lot of California's farmland is turning into desert, and this was predicted last year. When I drove through, when I went down through Southern California last year, through the Mid Valley, farmers were had signs up everywhere, and it was a it was a known fact that if they didn't start getting water policy changed, all of these years of growing crops, which is one of the breadbaskets in the in the country, was going to turn into desert, and we're starting to see it now. These are the calamities that they're creating because what are they trying to do? BlackRock invested heavily into vertical agriculture and green technologies. Its portfolios were heavily vested into that. People didn't accept it. Only 15% actually of the public accepts electric vehicles. So BlackRock isn't going to pivot its investment portfolio. It's going to squeeze the investment portfolio, the investments of other places to force people to make the decision that they want. They are steering the economy in that direction. And so when Exxon decided to increase production under this new hand puppet administration, BlackRock stepped in and squeezed the board and told them no. We're witnessing an artificial inflation of fuel costs and and we're witnessing a shortages of all these other aspects within the traditional industries because one company has decided that its greatest profit margin and the greatest way to control the society for the benefit of their objectives, which is to put BlackRock as the master of the universe, is to force everybody into one direction, and that's the fourth industrial revolution. That's vaccines, that's digital tagging and IDs, that's digital passes, digital money. And the thing is that as we're watching the new world break up, the old world break up and the new world evolve, BRICS nations, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa are moving away from that model. We're stuck within the bubble of the, of the tyrants. And they are going to continue to do what they're doing as the world divides. And it's up to us to make that choice. You're not going to get anybody coming to save us. We have to make the decision ourselves, and that means down at grassroots, how we choose to live, how we choose to purchase, what we choose to be involved in in our own businesses, what we choose to be involved in and how we use our dollars that we have. And if we're going to bow down to this new digital currency, all of those things are going to be decisions that either give them power or take power away, and they're significant in mass. But if the American public is going to bow down and continue to seek out its wonderful life of getting cheap crap from Walmart and making sure that they can have the convenience of all the large box stores and not take any consequence of when they start to get digital money because it's more important that I preserve everything and go with the digital game and continue to play the Ponzi scheme in the stock market, Patriots, we're going to be right back where we were but 10 times worse. Because the direction that's being, that's being trajectoried here is not one of benefit for the people. It's all about exploitation of the people, suppression of the white class, and the destruction, in fact, of the white Christian class so that they can create a society of slaves. That is where we're headed, and it all rests on the shoulders of the people to decide what we're going to do. I mean, consider this. In the midst of all of this, people have taken on cars like the electric cars like Tesla's with which almost every one of them is going to be leveraged by some sort of debt or loan. 
Those cars now are being told in Texas that they can't charge because they're overstressing the grid. This is their power game. They knew this was coming years ago. They knew there was no infrastructure. I'm telling you this firsthand. I worked with consulting with some big companies in, the, in 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016. We all knew that there was no infrastructure to support this new EV future. It doesn't exist. Much of our infrastructure dates back to 1914, 1910. And that's not a joke. And it's not an overstatement. Our infrastructure is completely degraded. They know this. That's why they're pushing people into these new vehicles so that they become debt enslaved once again. And now they can control them through many factors. Right now, the easiest way is just to tell you, you can't charge a car, can't go anywhere because there's no power. Everybody becomes at the mercy of the corporate beast. And it's up to us to make that decision not to go there. Take a listen to this piece on infrastructure. You know, I run a cow-calf operation for my second job, but my day job, I'm a structural engineer. I design bridges, that's what I do. Done it for years. And this right here is what I see. My entire career, I see failing bridges and failing infrastructure. We just passed this $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill, and every one of you in Congress that voted for that needs to go. Less than 1% of that's going to actual infrastructure. But all across America, this is what we have. We don't take care of our vets, we don't take care of our seniors, and we obviously don't take care of our infrastructure. All of you that continue voting to send more money overseas instead of fixing our problems at home, I try to not get political, but I'm done with you. You need to go. It's all about them benefiting at the expense of us. And they've been doing this for years. These big measures that they pass, we know that the money hardly trickles down. It all is cycles back into their bank accounts so they can benefit. This infrastructure bill or this bill that they've just passed that we just talked about a minute ago about Nancy Pelosi and insider trading. Patriots, that's all fourth industrial revolution stuff anyway. They're trying to subsidize the chip manufacturing for new advanced AIs, quantum chips, for new chips that are going to go into the cars, into the Internet of Things. All those, Also, that technology that they want to eventually get integrated into people. That's what those billions of dollars of taxpayer dollars are being used for. It's not for the benefit of our industrial might. It's for the dominance, control, and, and security and slave state that they're trying to roll out. Just like these fools that keep celebrating Elon Musk and his, his damn Skynet. Skynet is the digital control grid. This whole idea of this, this foolishness of people talking about the new quantum financial system. It is a control grid. It is what is designed to control and monitor every aspect of your life. And they're putting some nice sugar coating on it, talking about it in terms of just Sarah and Nisera, and talking about how we're all going to be wonderful and there's going to be great opportunity. It is all a slave control grid. I don't care who pushes it. The digital money, it's a CBDC. Central bank, keywords, digital currency. What's its idea? It's a programmable currency, which means every time you use it, not only are they tracking, they can tell you, they can shut it on and off and it will be tied to your social credit score. And your social credit score is going to include every single thing you have ever posted online. 
They will look at you and your behavior. They will look at how you walk, behave, monitor you. All of this new technology that they're pushing is all about building that Chinese infrastructure. In Hong Kong now, they're monitoring people to a whole new level in, in expanding out this new digital control system. In China, they've already have facial recognition paying. You can just walk up and show your face. Instantly, it deducts it from your account. That's the, the foolishness of this is people love convenience. And what have I said so many times? Convenience will be the death of society. We have to get back to hard currency. We have to get back to doing physical things. We have to separate from this nonsense of a technology world. There is no goodness in this technology with man because man cannot handle what man creates. All that happens with technology, no matter what its benefit, it always ends up on the dark side because of what? Your military industrial complex, your people that seek to have maniacal control over the world, your banksters, your politicians who want to stay in office forever, and ultimately even your educators who want to see the children make sure that are going to be their friends in the future so they're going to use the technology to brainwash them and control them. These aren't exaggerations now. Two years ago, people could still roll their eyes and say, well, that's a conspiracy, not now. Our real power rests with us not playing in the market, but the entire system is going through an unraveling. And in some parts of the world, that unraveling is accelerating at unprecedented paces, like what happened today. Gazprom today declared force majeure, meaning that they have broken the contract with Germany based on extraneous and extreme circumstances to deliver natural gas. Germany has been preparing for this notice for some time. In fact, last week, if you recall, we talked about an article that posted that Deutsche Bank was now modeling German households and how they will stay warm during the winter, offering the, offering the idea that people had to return to wood heat. There's not enough wood in Germany to, to fuel their economy. But that's what they're already extreme. They're moving towards because Germany built its entire vision on the Nord Stream pipeline with Russia getting natural gas to the industrial sector and obviously to the population and then went further as to try to get everybody off of coal and move towards this green concept. Russia is playing the game hard. They're not in this thing to lose. They're in it to win. And they're crushing Europe in the process. This force majeure maneuver by Gazprom is incredible it's because it is literally saying to an entire country, we are not going to give you natural gas. So Germany is already now rapidly trying to retool to import what? You guessed it, oil. All of this is to squeeze the Western world. And much of it has been brought about by the Western world itself. And what's the center point of all of this? Greed and arrogance. And so we were watching the great unraveling of the Western world at an unprecedented rate. In less than 18 months, we have seen the Western world be being dominant in the world economically to now the Western world is falling so fast. The dollar is plummeting. The dollar is a, as the world reserve currency is done. They just haven't announced it yet. And they are pivoting, countries are pivoting away from their, their dependence on the dollar, which also means they're able to break away from the extortion that has been done by NATO and the United States to force people into using the dollar. To me, that's justice. I don't care what the consequences are here. The question is, what are we going to do as a nation? Because if we're going to continue to pursue the way things were, it's, it's not going to continue well. We're going to end up all of us suffering deeply. 
We have to make a legitimate pivot on how we're going to do business and how we're going to see the world. The world is not our oyster to pick and choose. It never has been, but that's been the mentality. Our military, sadly, as much as it is broken right now, again, well-deserved because it has been a tool and an arm of the, of the Fed. Most of the actions of war in our nation in the last hundred years have been driven towards forcing countries to comply with the Federal Reserve note. That's not a legacy that any of us should be proud of. And so it is a time now that as a country, we have to really come and accept where we are and who we are and start looking at the world very differently. These are challenging times, and we're seeing the collapse in many industries, and we're going to continue to see big corporations struggle to make money while the others will be extracting out as much wealth as possible. It's just like I mentioned, Blackstone and BlackRock and Vanguard, big companies, engines that are out here working overtime to rip out as much profit as they can and pivot that to the critical infrastructure that they know people cannot live without. What are those? Housing, a key one. They're sucking up properties left and right because they want to turn people into renters. And again, what is that? That's the great reset. You will own nothing and you will be happy. And that is the idea that they're going to force on these on all of us because they run the rigged capitalist system and they want people to believe in the Ponzi scheme of investing in that capitalist system and making money for effectively doing nothing. That's what stock, the stock market is. And as much as somebody can tell me, well, I work hard, I, I watch the investments, it's garbage. There is no physical work that goes into that any more than there was physical work trying to create money out of nothing with the crypto market. And look where the crypto market is. And for all those crypto lovers that kept screaming, well, this is the future, that's it. I'm hoping you're looking at it now because obviously the, the absolute annihilation of wealth has been unprecedented. And many people have lost their entire fortunes because they put it all into another version of a Ponzi scheme where the idea of work was translated to the machine, i.e. the computer, that would do the crypto mining day after day and generate literally wealth out of nothing. And by the way, just because it takes energy, which meaning the electricity, does not translate to work. That's the crypto mentality, and it's ridiculous. All of this is a society that has become highly complacent. A society as a whole that is sought to have convenience, ease, making wealth at, at no expense, not having to do hard work, but being able to pursue those life things that they like and making a life easier and having essentially the rich and the wealthy lifestyle. In the end, the wealthy would never allow that anyway. And this is the greatest part of the whole story is those in power are not going to allow those lesser than them to have the life of ease that they have taken and exploited out of others, in the end, they will take it away. And as long as you're in their system, they control you. They will steal your wealth. They will take it away in whatever way possible. And if nothing else fails, if all that doesn't work, they'll just start a war and wipe out your bank account. All of this is the true sense of the Great Reset putting more power in the hands of the few as we witness the great unraveling of what we thought was a real institution. It never was. Our world is a massive facade. And what we've missed is that the real life of America, that true hard working life of America, that was tangible. It wasn't controllable. This is why they try to get rid of it and they've done an effective job. 
working with your hands, working to create individual businesses, doing individual things, not being obsessed with trying to build some new technology and some new easy app to do something. By the way, apps, literally, I don't know if you know this or not, you can't eat them and they don't feed you and they don't last and they're completely dependent on the architectures that are built by the big masters of the universe companies. People have to get back to basics and we have to start looking at this thing very differently. It doesn't mean you become a third world nation. In fact, the deeper you go into this walk of getting back to basics before we go forward, to go back to go forward, the more powerful as a nation we become. They've got us caught in so many of these traps, these OODA loops. We can't remain a strong country if we don't have advanced AIs because China's developing one. We can't develop a strong nation unless we have huge nuclear missiles because Russia's got them. Everything is about once always trying to outdo the other. Let me just ask a question. As much as we enjoy aspects of the internet, and we do, all of us, if we are a society that is based on paper transactions and get back to some fundamental basics of doing things by hand, what difference does, a, does the technology of another nation that has quantum and has all the top surveillance and chip technology make? The answer is very little because we create a society that becomes immune and separated from what that path of development is. This is part of us having to reassess and reshape a future. And there is no single one answer. But if we keep following their narrative, and their narrative are just like the things of the pon more Ponzi schemes, more opportunity to invest here, more opportunity to say it's all going to be based around money. And if we keep chasing that dragon, we're going to end up right in the dragon's den and get burned by fire. A time now has come as a society, we are at that juncture. It is the valley of decision. Where we go is going to be dependent on we as a nation, what we decide. And it is, does not necessarily mean as a nation we will stay together. And this is something, again, we have to start letting go of the structures and things that we've clinged on to for our lives, the sacred honor of our flag and the 50 states. I'm going to tell you, it may not hold because we're going to have to make a bigger decision. And it's a decision of how we choose to live. If we have to live under the rules of BlackRock in order to survive to play the same Ponzi scheme, I choose to opt out. The only path we can guarantee and walk is that path with God. And where that leads us doesn't look like where we are. But it does rely on an enormous amount of trust and a letting go of all of those things that we keep idolizing and have infected our hearts with the idolatries of wealth and worship and gain. We have to get back to living more simply. We are in the middle of the great unraveling. And as this happens, we're being able to see clearly what the threats are and where we have to go. Take a listen to this short piece on a perspective of a parent doing the right thing on how to educate his kids. A friend called and offered my children so much a bushel to pick peas. Talk about communism. Communism would be me telling them to go pick peas. I let them keep a portion of it and they can't be a corn picker. They all agreed they don't want to do that. So then we talked about socialism. All of them picking, splitting the rewards. So you had slow pickers, fast pickers, hard working pickers, and uh, not so hard working pickers that they all get paid the same. That's socialism. And when they got through, they're like, that's pretty nice, but they start doing the math. I picked twice as much as that guy were getting paid the same. Do y'all want to try capitalism next? And they're like, what's that? I keep a tally of how much you pick and you get paid according to that, not how much your little, little brother picks. They're out there 
picking like wild people. You understand? The lessons we can teach our children when we do projects with them simply and in nature. This headline from an article that came out on Friday in Zero Hedge. Preparing to apply for membership. Saudi Arabia, Turkey, Egypt plan to join BRICS. BRICS is the new alignment of power in the, in the world. It's an interesting article. And it's an interesting perspective because we're being told that all these other countries are fleeing the United States. They're coming up with a new economic alliance. And so the scramble now is to try to, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We have to get back to that true sense of American pride. When I read that, this is what I say. Good riddance. We don't need your alliance. We don't need your crap. We don't need you. Go. Because in order for these other countries to survive, the one country that is the strongest at its core, they all have to come together. That's five nations plus as many others as they can pull along. We don't need Europe, and yet somehow we've been married at the hip with that Nazi group. We don't need other people. What we need is America back to being America again. We have all the resources we need within this border. We have all the potential talent of innovation that we've ever needed within our borders. People are still coming here, besides the illegals that are being shipped up by the dark side of the world to try to destabilize us. Put that aside. People are still seeking this place as a haven. We don't see the fleeing people rushing to Russia or China. We have to get back to being American again. And that means we have to start stepping back to look at what got us here. What got us here was hard handwork, trade, crafts. We got here through hard work. And the idea, again, of the technology obsession, it's something we're going to have to get past. We are tied to the world because they wired us into the world. And in the process, we became we begin to look at the world as a greater place to exploit, to add more wealth to our bank accounts. I heard a, an interview the other day of a guy that had immigrated to Russia, and I really appreciated the words that he said. He said, you know, I never thought I would move to Russia or leave the United States. He said, but I became so tired of a country's philosophy that shifted from being core with strong values to the only thing it cares anymore about is how much money is in your bank account. I agree with this. And you see it when you travel the world. That is the obsession of Babylon. And we as a nation have to start making that pivot. And it begins with us, each and every one of us, down to simple things, down to getting back to the principles of how we live, down to the county by county. The seven pillars of county by county empower each of us to start making that step. And it's not an easy step, and it's not going to happen overnight. But right now, if we really are going to be honest, who's the greatest threat in our lives? I don't worry about Russia running into our borders any more than I worry about the invasion from the south or some Chinese incursion on the west coast. What I concern myself the most with is our own government. What I concern myself the most with are the Black Rocks, the Vanguard, the Blackstones that are controlling the private militias in their private security forces, meaning, and have control over much of the military-industrial complex, that in the end, as the world steps away, what will they do? What does every tyrant do? They turn within, and they turn their vector of anger in on us. These people are the problem. Don't worry about Russia. 
Don't worry about China. Don't count on our military. Our military is broken. And that's not, that is something that continues to come out. I had, I received some texts this weekend from people that are in the inside of the military. We're still dealing with the same problem sets that we did 10 years ago on critical areas that I was part of. Nothing has changed. And on top of it, the only addition that they've made is now they're getting directives of how to integrate transgenders into the force. What you can expect is an increasing and growing totalitarian state. They're already talking about implementing the draft next year in 2023. Guarantee they will start implementing a draft that will target those types of people that will make a military compliant to a tyrannical state. Patriots, we are the answer. The government runs off the back of us with its taxes. The corporations run off the back of us with the foolishness that we keep investing in them. We either start making the breaks and start taking control through the most powerful vote we have, which is our purse, or we are going to watch ourselves being herded right into the shell of the totalitarian state and they're going to laugh while the rest of the world celebrates their freedom. That is not the way this should play out. We have control over the destiny of this nation because it is a country always built on we the people. And fundamentally, the one aspect in all this fight that we always come back to and must never deviate any deviate from again is our relationship with God. This country was built with God on the throne. We need to put God back there. And that means we have to make some hard decisions in our lives to be in alignment truly with what it is to walk with God exploiting others through investments, exploiting others through the types of things and, and obsessions that we have of wealth has to stop. We have to shift the value base. And it doesn't take millions. It just takes a dedicated few to start leading the way to showing that way of life to make it happen. And when we do that, the effect has a ripple effect. But we literally have to start making that decision. Our country is in a dire strait. The Western world is in spiral. We are deeply divided. We have the freaks that are running the circus right now. We have to get back to the foundations of what this country was intended to be, and that means hard work, roll up our sleeves, get our hands dirty, start doing the technical things in the physical sense that we need to be done, building infrastructure, looking at the consequences of what we do, not for today, but for seven generations out taking responsibility and accountability for a nation so that we steward what we have, continuing to put the power of the people back at us, not having it stripped away from us, getting our constitutional rights back. These are the fights that are real. But above all of that, again, we have to get our sense of faith and our love in God re-anchored, and that's how this country begins to merge back to where it needs to be. The world is moving away from us for good reason. It's a signal that we have to listen to. And it's not going to be solved by politicians with big promises that have no substance. We need tangible actions. It begins at the ground level for every person, and it begins every home and in every county. And when we take that seriousness of what's, what's before us, that nobody, no white hat, no military unit, no politician is going to save us, that we literally are the answer to save ourselves, then we get back to what built this country and made us great. And that's where we are today at that juncture, at that divide, at that point in the valley of decision. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for everything that has been continued to be revealed to us each and every day. 
and we're blessed with eyes to see the nature and depth of this corruption. So much of what we are witnessing now, Father, is the reality that we truly must confront and face the fact that we have been participant and enabler in this destruction of what this nation was. We have bought into the ideas of convenience. We've bought into the ideas of wealth obsession. So many of us. And it has affected all of our lives. So tonight, Lord, we pray for those that have eyes to see, to start making the hard decisions to break away from those obsessions and idolatries to start taking that true step, each step in they can each day towards directing the choices that we make, the types of life that we choose to live, to be in alignment with you, to be honest and transparent in ourselves and accountable for what we've done, to simply now shift truly and make the right decision for a world that is led by you, not a world that is obsessed, controlled, shaped by the narratives of the power elite. Guide us in this time, Lord. We say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. We have to go back to go forward, patriots. You know, it, they, they, the rhetoric that comes out about a Chinese invasion, a Russian nuclear strike, or whatever, I'm just like, you can't control that factor anyway. But any country that would be foolish enough at this point to come and invade or try to occupy us, they have... They've missed the whole point of what our Second Amendment is. And I say all that not to preface like it's going to happen, but it's one of those anxieties just to take off the table. Okay? This isn't a time to be obsessed about whether you, you have the shooting skills of a special operations guy, whether you can kick in a door and do CQB, close quarters combat. That's All those things, all these skills, martial skills of the extreme, like we're all, it's all going to come to an end. We're going to be killing each other. That's exactly where they want you to be. Take your martial presence in your home seriously. Make sure that you are well-equipped to protect yourselves in your home. That's a personal responsibility, not an obsession. But don't stop there. Our sovereignty is going to be built by how we can structure those pillars in our home. And at the top of those is pillar number one, setting up the center point for God in our homes, a home church. We have to assist our neighbors to help them get their children out of these indoctrination camps. They have to be, we have to promote homeschooling. That's another breaking of the bonds and the tendrils of this damn society's obsession with indoctrinating children through the federal funding. That's our taxpayer dollars working against us again. We have to take responsibility for our food. No matter what scale you're doing it, Patriot Gardens gardening is absolutely essential right now. Because in this transitional period, you have to be able to rely on yourself and the neighbors that you begin to know that are doing the same thing. Right work. You've got to break away from the dependency on the corporate type model and the corporate welfare model. Remember, our nation is not a nation of the people. It is a corporation. Everything about its money that it gives to us is just a way to control our lives. We have to get back to sovereign living and sovereign work. We have to take responsibility for our health. That means we have to take, be accountable. We have to live healthy. We have to live well. We have to start looking at the sorts of things that we can grow in our backyard and learn again some of the old trades of 
of herbalism. And for those more extreme situations, we have to develop a network of people locally that you can count on that doesn't put you in the hospital. We have to have knowledge to understand what's going on in our community and to grow ourselves in our gifts and talents. And finally, we have to steward and be conscious of our conservation. What we have, we have to do better at, and we have to utilize the resources God gave us to develop increased separation from the dependence on these corporate models. That includes everything in our lives. This is how the colony started, and this is how we have to get back to again. And once we do that and make that shift, we truly are on the path to being probably the greatest nation in the world, without any question, because we're rejecting as we did in the beginning, we're rejecting the ruling elites and we're saying this is a country by and for the people with a class subservient to us which will steward the affairs of state but everyone will be subject and humbled before the throne of God. That's the America that I seek. I hope it's the one you do too. Patriots, Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Keep our, our prayers right now are so critical for this nation to awaken and to really return to God. It is a repentance that we have to continue to push. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We're at war. Walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe, to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal, but that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait, but this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space.
We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray, we stand, we live by the words, in God we trust, we fear nothing, we are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.